0: Hi, Merch Money. We are live. We have Greg Johnson and Bram Spiro with us today. Welcome. Thanks for hey. So we've had both of them on the show before individually. Bram had been on to talk about getting an art education for free and um, trying to all work together to, to provide that. And Greg had been on talking about how to take your bestsellers from Merch and sell them on um, seller central more like a private label product. Um, And then Greg started a Facebook group for extra income opportunities. And I reached out to him and asked if he wanted to come back on the show to talk about that. But in the meantime, so we scheduled this a month or two ago. And then in the meantime, now he has started a podcast with Bram. So we are mostly going to be talking about the podcast today instead of the Facebook group, but we'll touch on that too. So anyway, thank you guys. Excited to see you both again.
1: Yes, you too. Yeah.
0: And excited to see Christina. Christina just came back from Florida all refreshed.
2: Yeah. Still social yeah.
0: Distancing. <laughs> but yeah. she got a whole place to herself in Florida and some sunshine. Yeah.
3: It was wonderful. I'm jealous. you mean, you, you drove or you flew there. How'd you go there?
2: I drove. Yeah, in your convertible.
3: <laughs> oh. Yeah,
2: I took a, took a long convertible ride from Ohio to the Panhandle in Florida, and uh, had a friend's parents condo that had been empty since like January December January so I'm like okay that should be safe (laughs) so uh, went there ordered in and um, they did finally open the beaches were closed you know pools closed everything's closed but it was still like I had a room on the ocean so and a nice balcony nice workspace out there and then they did open up the beach for social distancing and exercise just um, like from six a.m. to 9 a.m. and 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. And um it it actually worked well. I mean there weren't that many people down there because it was kind of it's like a whole row of condos so it wasn't like a public beach area and um so it was really nice to be able to get out there and walk and just yeah I feel so refreshed. So I feel like now I can spend more time in Ohio quarantine. So
3: (laughs) I'm very jealous. The furthest I've been out of the house is to the Trader Joe's down the street.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I know that was me. I literally hadn't left the house since March 11th. So that was the last time I left the house. So, but I think I had, um, I think I had coronavirus like, Early in okay. March, so yeah, yeah. I'm so glad you're okay. I was so
0: worried. Oh my gosh, I was I was so nervous. Yeah, she, it was, Christina was sick for a long time, and I was very very worried.
2: Yeah, it was like three or four weeks. It was rough. Mm. So yeah, but she's okay.
3: But that's and- what I've heard. Like the, the 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 sort of the 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 things that people have been saying about those who think they had it it's this like really 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 bad like cold for that just didn't go away
2: uh for me it felt like the like the worst flu flu i ever had yep with a really high fever and just constant like shortness of breath and like if i would just get out of bed to just go to the the bathroom or anything just walking i would be like labored wow. and you know in my breath but just very short of breath and um fortunately i have like a pulse oximeter and um a blood pressure cuff and all of that stuff so i was able to monitor my pulse ox um and kind of make sure that it didn't get too low it was low a few times and i thought i was going to have to go to the hospital mm-hmm. but i was in communication with my doctors and you know, they wanted me to stay home as as long as I could. But if it got to the point where I needed oxygen, you know, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Missing a lot of
0: parts of that story. (laughs) 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 Yeah, yeah, She's like, I don't feel good. And I'm just gonna sleep. And I'm like, what is your oxygen? What is your temperature? Because my stepson has asthma, and he had had to go to the hospital for three days. So it was fresh in my mind. This was before like, we don't know for sure if he had it because it was in February. So it seems like it might've been too early, but they told us it was a virus that was attacking his lungs. So to me, he had it, but I don't know. But because we had just been through that experience, I knew like, you have to check your oxygen. You have to check your temperature. You, have to do, you know, I knew all the different steps and what the numbers should be. And she was explaining it to me. And I'm like, you have to go to the doctor and make sure they check your oxygen. And she's like, oh, well, I have one of those things. I'm like, well, why aren't you using it? <laughs> what is your oxygen? And she told me the number. And I was like, you should be in the hospital. She's like, no, I'm fine. Oh, my gosh. Anyway, I made her keep checking all the time. Um, Yeah. That was so scary.
2: Yeah. And sleeping like I I think it was because my body was like working so hard to just breathe and that kind of stuff. I was sleeping on average 18 to 20 hours a day. But she
0: wouldn't go to the hospital. And so it was frustrating for me because I was like, how are you checking if you're sleeping? I'm like, this yeah. is why you need to be like hooked up to the machine so they can be checking. <laughs> She's like, but I check when I wake up 20 hours later.
2: <laughs> anyway, yeah. she lives. She's okay. Yes, I'm fine. So, yes. <laughs> yep.
0: <laughs> anyway. All right. Sorry, guys. Way tangent.
2: Yeah. Um, <laughs>
0: So Christine's going to be like, Helen, really? Okay. Anyway, um, so Greg and Bram, how do you guys know each other? I know the answer, but tell tell the audience. How are you guys? How do you guys know each other? How are you working together?
1: So we met in a, uh, what would you call it, Bram? Like a business mentoring group?
3: Yeah, I mean, it, it's <laughs> I, I got into the group because I bought into uh, um, um, ASM. Okay, amazing selling machine, and that was that. It was the the perk with that was getting into that group,
1: and you just bought into the group. I just bought into it. Okay, so there was a group, a mentoring group run by Ryan Moran, and he's he's a, a successful entrepreneur. He's built and sold multi million dollar companies on Amazon, and he teaches and mentors other entrepreneurs uh, to to you know potentially do the same thing uh, using what his uh, uh, strategies were to get there himself. So Bram and I met in this group last fall. We went through this this mentoring process together. And one of the things that we loved about that group that we were in is we would have a weekly Zoom call. And somebody who was having trouble with what they were working on would kind of be in the hot seat, as we called it. And they would kind of describe their issue or their problem or their Mm -hmm. roadblock. And then Brian would kind of take them apart and then allow them to kind of put themselves back together. So he was, we saw that he was very good at, at making sure people were asking the right questions uh, because we kind of get stuck in our own thought loops. And so I think we all know from experience it's always much easier to diagnose somebody else's problems than yes. our own. And so what we saw over and over in these Zoom calls, you know, people who are just like us having kind of the same mental blocks and roadblocks and issues, and watching Ryan help them to work through what the actual issue was and what and what the actual path forward should be, everybody on the call just derived a ton of value from from that process of having this done to them and watching others go through the same process. Um, I think. We found that a lot of entrepreneurs, we all struggle with a lot of the same things. And watching somebody else work through an issue, a lot of us can look at that and say, "Wait a minute, I, I was having the same struggle. Now I now I know what to do. Now I understand." So Bram and I love this process and this interaction in this group, and thought, wouldn't it be great if if we could somehow replicate that little piece, uh, that that little you know snippet that happens in that group, and transplant it. Uh, somewhere else so we're we're in another group run by Ryan and the same organization but it's a much a much larger group of people and so since March Bram when we, I don't remember when we did our first yeah, for, it was March four, four weeks ago four weeks ago so we, with with their permission <clears throat> Bram and I attempted to kind of do this on our own with one of the other members in this larger community so uh, we we did like a live a Facebook live. And someone came on and described an issue that they were having. And then Bram and I attempted to do what we had been taught, what we had witnessed done in this in this smaller group, to try to help this person work around their roadblock and their problems. And the the feedback was great. The, the, the couple of people that we've done this with now, I think we've done three in the inside of Facebook yeah. Live. That's right, three. Um, the feedback has been great. People seem very appreciative. Um, they have thanked us for helping and other people who have watched it have said, wow, that was so helpful. And so Bram and I love doing this. It's, it's, it's been a blast. We love working together. So we decided we should turn this into a podcast. We could, we could do this, you know, in the larger world. And it's a ton of fun. People seem to be entertained by it and derive value from it. So why not? Amazing. And yeah. And you know, I, Bram and I both have a a little more free time nowadays than, than we did before. So we thought let's, let's stuff it full with something.
0: Amazing. Well, I just want to add that I've been following Ryan Moran for a long time. I'm trying to remember I did, I started FBA, I think in 2014. Now it's starting to be so long ago, I'm already forgetting dates. I don't know. I think I started thinking about it in 2013 and actually started in 2014. Um, but he was one of the people i can't remember how early it was i started listening to him i want to say like maybe 2016 or so i don't remember but he's amazing. and It's been so fun to see his progress and his progression. I remember him selling, you know, the company for $8 million and um, all, you know, it's so fun to watch the progression. That's, Mm -hmm. that's my favorite thing so far, not even just my own business, just seeing people go from one point to another point. And since now I've been doing it almost seven years it's like so many people have come so far in seven mm-hmm. years i'm like i re- and it helps me because i feel like i've progressed slower than some of these people so i need to kind of let li- probably be on your show or, or go through that kind of process because i don't know exactly what i'm doing wrong but it's it's so fun and, and it gives you um hope that you can do it too. Cause I remember what they were like seven years ago. And I'm mm-hmm. like, wow, like now they're here. So it's, it's really, really exciting to see what, how far people can go.
1: Absolutely. It's, I, I love seeing the stories of other people. Um, yeah, you know, those that are way ahead. I, I feel like Ryan's way ahead, but Bram and I went to a, a, an in-person meetup at the end of February before the world shut down. Uh, mm-hmm. we met Ryan, we met a bunch of the other people in our mentoring group we met some of the people in his his upper echelon mentoring group a lot of these people are million dollar sellers a couple of them have sold companies and meeting and speaking with them it became very very apparent that a lot of them i mean they're just regular people just like us mm-hmm. i really identify deeply with a lot of them and they're just one to two years ahead yeah that's it it's i mean it's it's not it's not this insurmountable thing to create a successful seven figure business. It's just, you have to be on the right path for long enough and have a great network around you of people to, to support you along the way. And at some point it's actually inevitable that you, that you hit those milestones.
0: Oh, I got to like snippet that part out and remind myself. I love that inevitable. I think so too. If you, if you never give up, Mm -hmm. um, but I, I, I almost there's a caveat there. I think that the, what you guys are gonna do is kind of the difference because sometimes you really never see <laughs> your own limiting beliefs or what you're doing wrong. Absolutely. So there actually are a lot of people in the past seven years that have made no progress that right. I've seen in groups or just you know in all
1: different places. They're oh, that exactly was me for a long time. time. That was me for a long time.
0: Yeah, and so again, it's not I,
1: it, I was going inevitable. like this. And it yeah. took someone, it, it took someone like Ryan to, you know,
0: yeah.
1: help me to do that.
0: Yeah. And
1: now this, watching the camera here like that. <laughs> yeah. uh, and not to say that Ryan's the only person on earth who can do this. I think that people naturally gravitate to, to a mentor who speaks their language.
2: Yeah.
1: To You know, who, who's teaching the right thing at the right time. So. Yeah. Um, you know, Bram and I are huge fans and I recommend that everybody buy his new book coming out on May 5th, 12 months to a million pre-order on Amazon. Um, he'll love it, <clears throat> but have you, I, I think- have you
0: heard of him, Christina? No, you, remember- Christina? you should
3: check him out. You dig him. Yeah. Yeah, guys
0: yeah. It, He's not really print on demand. So a lot of you watching may never have heard of him, but, um, he's, he really is
2: great. He's he's right
3: regardless I, I, re, yeah regardless of the the type of business you're in whether it's merch or anything else um it's much more about mindset and thinking about how how to think about building a business and again he has a particular way of thinking about it it's certainly not the only way yeah. but the the ideas he has around uh, audience building um understanding what constitutes a successful business as opposed to what doesn't um meaning you don't Greg and I like uh, joking about that. You don't need business cards. What yeah. you need is sales. Uh, yep. um, and, you know, the process to, to getting there is taking a lot of small incremental steps mm-hmm. um, and being open to the fact that you will screw up and you will get stuck. Um, and this is normal. This just being part of, a, of being a human being.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, I think I think. The biggest difference for me, because just like uh, Greg, I, I, I just like everybody else, I've spun my wheels for ages and ages. And part of what what uh, what changes things is um, surrounding yourself with people um, that are like minded and are open, um, are are not secretive about what they're doing. I think a lot of what I've seen in in especially in the 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 Amazon space is like you can't even tell people what category you're in. Um, and if if your business is built on the fact that nobody knows what it is, then then it can't be very. I mean, then the smallest thing can can uh, make it fall over. If you build a business where you can tell everybody exactly what you're doing, and it requires the work to get where. It, I mean, if you understand that it requires work to get somewhere, and that it's not something that can just be copied, then that's the, that's the big difference. Um, yeah. And you know, people spin because they're by themselves. Oh, Um, a
0: lot of good one-liners so far. That's a good one. People spin because they're by themselves. Solopreneurs, it's a tricky thing. It's a tricky thing. There's a lot of, a lot of people like Grant Cardone and people like that, where they're like, why would you be a solopreneur? Like get some people working for you. It really is. It is a uh, mindset thing. If you, if you stay a solopreneur, it really is. You can be successful. It's just going to be very capped. Um, so yes. that's that's definitely one of my blocks is getting past the solopreneur thing.
3: Well, you th- sometimes you think you're you're saving money by doing a hundred dollars worth of work by yourself.
2: Yeah, you're not, uh,
3: and you're not because you're now stuck spinning on whatever that is, which is not your expertise. Yeah, and not working on something else, yeah. and you're not letting it go. I mean, if, if, it's not even the effort; it's the the mental space that that takes up. Yep. And learning to let go of things.
0: Yeah. Yep. Oh, Lonnie's asking, what's the name again? It's Ryan Moran, M-O-R-A-N, I think. That's right. Yeah, Ryan Moran. And hi, everybody, I know I'm behind. We got Joe here. Hey, Joe. We got um, Ashley's watching live. Hey, Ashley, Uh, Janelle, Lonnie, Teresa. Thank you guys all. Say hi if you're watching. I know we got more people than that, so say hi. and ask questions, anything you wanna ask. Uh, but yeah, that the mindset thing is really tough. I have so many times, because uh, the other problem is that people never wanna hurt your feelings. I mean, some people do. There's definitely trolls and things like that, but usually the people that are okay with hurting your feelings, what they're saying is not necessarily helpful. It's actually, uh, sometimes it's bad advice because it's people that are not doing well themselves sometimes. Mm-hmm. So it's hard to find people that are doing well and can tell you what you're doing wrong in a way that you will hear and listen and change. So I think that's great if you guys can kind of bundle that together and help people. Because mm-hmm. we do need to hear the what we're doing wrong, but in a way that's actually right. helpful.
1: What I think we try to do, I mean, Bram and I don't claim to have any answers at all. Yeah. Uh, but we do know how to help somebody figure out the answers that they already know. Yeah. but they're not listening to themselves. Mm-hmm. So our show is called Love Line for Business and okay. so we'll have we'll have on a a guest. They will kind of talk about themselves and their business. They'll explain where they're stuck and then Bram and I speak to them and ask them a series of questions to figure out why they think they're stuck there. Sometimes the barriers that we that we think we face are ones that we've placed there ourselves and they don't they need know. to be there.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So I don't, I you know, Bram and I don't claim to be gurus or experts or any anything like that, but I think that we are good at helping people to ask the right questions.
3: Well, we ask the questions with a lot of empathy, I think more than anything else. If you deploy a lot of empathy when, when you're listening, I mean, we've done what? three in the Facebook group we, we recorded a bunch of sessions this this week mm-hmm. talked to another uh, six people the amount of things that I've learned just from listening what they are doing um, and the problems that they're trying to solve is, has been tremendous again it's I mean it, to a certain extent it's a very selfish pursuit because by helping by setting up this um, this scheme where I get to talk to other people, and and have them tell me now about their businesses. Now you're learning why I do it. Exactly. <laughs> have, have them tell them about their businesses and where they're stuck. <laughs> I'm solving all of all of my problems.
0: Yeah, um, me too.
3: And and when you approach it with, I I think that when you take that approach, where um, we're talking more, as, we're talking as peers, uh, and helping to figure things out, then you can do real work. I mean. Mm-hmm. There's nothing new under the sun.
0: This is a good question Joe's asking. What are some of the questions you ask? So tell us a little bit about the process. How do you find the people to come on the show? What type of businesses would you like to talk to? Tell us all about it.
2: Yeah.
3: You want to take that one <laughs> <laughs> and guys, up- Do you
0: think that they are starting to look alike? This is what we talked about beforehand. I said, are Christina and I going to start looking alike? Cause they're starting to look alike. similar headphones. I mean, everything. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. But we're going to, we're going to have, it, it's just part of the branding for the show. There it's we go. it's <laughs> very, very buttoned down. So <laughs> we've had a variety of different entrepreneurs in different places on. None of them have anything remotely close to the same type of business. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think of some some common threads that we could discuss. All of my show. Well, first notes. of
0: all, how are you getting the people? Is there if someone who's and watching is interested in being absolutely. on your show, where would they contact you? How are you finding
1: these people? Bram, do we have a Facebook group yet that we can throw? No, people not into? yet, but we can spin
3: that off up uh, pretty quickly.
1: Okay. So if you're watching
0: the replay, check the description. I'll probably have a Facebook group. You could apply and I'll have the podcast.
1: We literally have nothing yet. We have a domain, but no website. We don't have a Facebook group. Uh, We don't have an Instagram account. We just have a bunch of audio recorded and this idea of what the branding should look like. So we plan to launch this in about two weeks. It's not live yet, but what we've done so far is we've, we've, no, now you're in trouble. I'm sorry. We're we're launching this Thursday.
0: <laughs> are we are we well, having limiting beliefs already? Why do we no, need two weeks? Just, just to
3: put just to put things in, just to put things in context. We started a week and a half ago. Nice. Yeah.
0: Okay.
3: Okay. From from concept to having recorded uh, six sessions to getting something out in the ether up to uh, uh, Apple podcasts by Thursday night, Friday morning. That's what we're trying to do. And
0: guys, if you're watching this, this is real life. This is really true. That's what I did for merch Money too. Like I literally was in the Facebook groups and nobody had any clue who I was, like no clue at all. <laughs> and I just messaged people. I was in sales before and I was like, if I message you know, 20 people, someone's going to say yes. It's just odd. It's like someone's going to say yes, even though they have no idea who I am. And I started sending the messages and realized that everyone was saying yes. And I was like, oh my God, what have I done?
2: <laughs>
0: That's why Merch Money had so many people when we started. Nice. Um, Fun fact. And my, yeah, my, so roommate, that- my
3: roommate in college, that was a, his approach to dating. If I ask enough girls to go out with me, <laughs> someone's going to say yes.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it, I didn't realize it was like almost everyone said yes, so I ended up not going down the whole list. Sometimes I run into people later and I'm like, "You were on my list, but you were past number 7. <laughs> I only got to 7."
1: That's great. Yeah. So, our, all of our early guests have come from one of Ryan's groups called the 1%. It's a paid Facebook group for business but business owners and entrepreneurs, just to kind of network and help each other out and so that's the group that we started some of the facebook lives in the feedback was great and so in the comments for facebook lives we announced to people that we were going to try to split this out if they were interested in being on the podcast to reach out and so really so far everybody has come from from there and as every person goes through it the feedback has been good and they're starting to refer other people so we're hoping kind of for some organic growth in the the guests coming in. Well, Helen's going to come on.
3: Oh boy! Whew. You said you did at the beginning of the show.
0: I I know I put myself out there. Oh man, I need to. I really do need to. Um, so yeah. we're very
1: we're very empathetic. That's right. Yeah. On the show, it's
0: it's it's one of those things where it's just like I want to know, and then I'm like, but I don't want to know. It's like it's hard. That's what growth is. It's like you don't want to hear like what you're doing wrong, but if you don't, then how are you going to grow? <laughs>
3: Well, and, and maybe that's maybe that's not the right way of thinking about it because yeah. it's, we don't sort of go into it with okay, now we're going to fix you. It's mm-hmm. that we're not we're not here to fix anybody, or or even to fit, find out what you're doing wrong, but rather to see where you're stuck, mm-hmm. and maybe is there something that we can do to help you get clarity on where you're stuck, and if that. It depends on how the the conversation um, uh, evolves. If it goes somewhere vulnerable and everybody sort of um, is feeling it, then you can go to places that are very vulnerable. Mm-hmm. But that that can't happen automatically, and there is no there is no set of questions uh, uh, that you can prepare ahead of time to get to that vulnerability. If you're yeah. if if the guest is not willing to go there, you're never going to go there. Yeah. Um, Mm-hmm. I don't know who it was. Was it Barbara Walters that always made someone cry? <laughs> there's like this one interviewer that that was that was her thing. By, by the end of by the end of the interview, you'd be crying. Oh, so my goodness. No,
2: yeah.
3: <laughs> Just a tear. Of, there uh, we, we go.
0: Yeah, everybody, uh, everybody to come yeah. on to the show. All right. Um, so Someone's yeah, going
3: to cry.
2: Well, can can you give us an example uh, of one of the guests that you've talked to or or something like that and just kind of tell us a little bit about their business and, you know, what was the end result just to kind of get people, uh, you know, excited about
1: listening? Sure, sure. So I think our first or second podcast interview was with a filmmaker named Josh uh, Bram. He was one or two that whole, that whole week was a blur.
3: Yeah. It was after a young.
1: Okay. Okay. So um, <clears throat> he had a lot of ideas about what he wanted to do and a lot of ideas about how to get there. So okay. he, he eventually he wanted to be able to, to create feature length films. So okay. uh, like, like, you know, indie budget um, not necessarily like big studio, but, but he wanted to have the resources to put something out there and then have the you know, have the, the, the film be, be sold or picked up by a big distributor. And he's he's super talented at what he does. So that is, but he's also super young. I think he's in his early 20s. He's 21. So he had this this map in his head of, okay, well, I'm going to build this physical product Amazon business to make all this money so that then all I can, you know, bankroll creating a, a feature length film by myself. And this process is going to take you know, I'll get myself 10 years. I'm going to do this, 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 and this. And he had all this stuff in his head, all this stuff that he was excited about that he wanted to do with the filmmaking and creating a community of, of filmmakers and people in that industry. He wanted to serve them in some way, but he also felt like he had to do this. I think he was going to do a coffee brand. He had to make the money in this other business first before he could do all these things that he actually wanted to do. Gotcha. So Bram and I started talking to him and we said, well, why don't you just do the thing you want to do instead of the thing you think you have to do? So for example, if you start serving people in the filmmaking community by providing them content, creating a community, and in addition, he's in this 1% group. It's full of entrepreneurs who have physical products for sale and they know that they need video in their marketing assets, but they don't know how to do that. A lot of people are doing like cell phone video stuff. But at a certain point, if you want to have product videos on Amazon, it's it's beneficial to have them look legit. Right. And that's that's a huge stumbling block for a ton of people in our world. And Josh knows how to do that. So we said, Josh, you're already in this group with a thousand entrepreneurs. Why don't you offer to make a couple of product videos for a handful of people? And if they love it, they will come into this group and shout your services from the rooftops because this is something people need.
2: Yeah.
1: And you have this ready audience of people who you know, how how many people in there would be willing to pay you thousands of dollars for uh for a marketing asset that's going to earn them, you know, 10 to 100 times that over the next 5 years. So you can serve this group of entrepreneurs with your doing what you love to do. He loves to tell stories about brands and people behind him. I mean, he's, he's a storyteller who uses film to tell stories. Nice. So we said, do that, man. Serve these group of people that you're already in front of. Do the thing you love to do. And as you're doing this, document yourself helping the entrepreneurs and share that with your filmmaking friends. Tell all your filmmaking friends what an opportunity it is to make videos for physical product brands. So now all the filmmakers are going to start cashing in on this huge market. There's plenty of room for everyone. And so the filmmaker people are, you're going to build an audience of people who love you because you help them make money. And how long, how long until you have, you know, some plenty of, plenty of cash bankrolled from, from what you're providing in this group? You have this group of people inside the same industry who are also sitting on piles of money that you Mm -hmm. helped them earn. Now, how easy is it to start to put together a group of, you know, investors or team members to actually create a video, uh, to create a movie, a a feature length film? And that's not 10 years out. That could be two years out. And you got there by doing everything that you already love to do. So if you want to still do coffee, you can do coffee, but make sure that you love it and want it. So this was the conversation we had. He was was just so appreciative. At the end, and I think, you know, it, it sounds like he's kind of changed his his path and his focus, and he, he's really going to try to do this, to focus on serving people that he wants to serve by doing things that he's good at, that he loves to do. And at some point, again, if if he's on that right trajectory, and he's providing value to people, and he's good at what he does, then the financial success is inevitable at some point.
2: That's great.
1: I mean, yeah. an, obs- an obsession with money often gets
3: in the way of figuring out what you really want to do. Yeah. So, a way of discovering what you really want to do is to remove money from the equation. Now, mm-hmm. that's you can say that. That's easier said than done. You can say, "Okay, what would you do if you if you uh, if it wasn't about money?" And that's very difficult to get out of that sort of uh, mindset. But if you ask someone what they would do if they had just won the lottery, Mm-hmm. And they didn't have to do any of this stuff. I mean, if you didn't need the money, would you want to run a physical products brand? If you didn't need the money, would you want to sell coffee? If you didn't need the money, what would you want to do? And and I mean, Josh's answer was he wants to make film, so he needs to make film and figure out how to do that. Um, and just like Greg said, if you start serving a community, people people um, people are much nicer, and have a much higher propensity to help other people than we assume. It's not all like the TV shows and the novels that we read. That just makes good television. But most people are decent. And when you help them out, they want to reciprocate. And all you need to do is create opportunities for them to reciprocate. So so don't wait for someone to reciprocate uh, of their own volition. That's not that doesn't happen very often. But if you've served someone and then you create something they can buy, or they can invest in, or they can help you with, or you ask them for a specific favor that you know that they can do for you and is is not you know above and beyond, they'll do it without thinking about it. Absolutely,
0: I love that. That was good. Set up. What did you? How did you say that? Set up the opportunity for them to reciprocate. That's right. Thank you, so much.
3: you you have. To, it's the same way you get people to to share content. If you mm-hmm. ask them to tell you, tell your friends about the show. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, of course, I'll do that. But then, um, okay, but then how do I do it? If you if you give them the link and a blurb or something where all they need to do is press a button and then they can mm-hmm. share it, you'll get a lot, a high response rate. If you're asking, yeah. if you're expecting them to write all of the, the copy,
0: yeah, they're not gonna true. do it.
3: Yeah. That's Same funny. thing with recommendations.
0: And guys, that's a good reminder. Share the video. <laughs> like the video. <laughs> One of these days, we'll we'll figure out how to remember to say that. Um, but, yeah, it really does help if, if you guys share and if you like the video. Big, big help. And comment. And all the people watching, we love seeing your comments. So don't forget yeah. to comment. Um, oh, really good stuff, guys. I'm really, really happy. Um. To have you guys on and i'm so happy you guys are starting a podcast together i think i think this will help a lot of people i'm th- i'm sitting here thinking of my answers when you're when you were talking about that guy and i'm like <laughs> trying to figure out what i'm going to say on the show we'll see
3: we'll, we'll come up with different questions
0: <laughs> no i got the
3: answers prepared we can slip, slip through the questions so you can have all your answers ready no, no, no. <laughs> No,
0: I think it's hard. Sometimes these questions are hard, the the, the big idea questions. questions. Um, and I think it's also hard to know what you're actually good at. Like, I think for me, it's been helpful to just start doing something and just keep learning as I go. Because I, I think if I had asked that question a few years ago, I would have no idea. Or I'd say like, you know, being a loan officer or something. But as time goes on, it's like, well, I think... You know, I like doing the shows. I like interviewing people. Um, So just learn as you go. Is that, is that something that you guys believe? Do you feel like people, do you feel like people know what they want to do in life and and what they're good at? Or do you feel like people learn as they go? Or what, what are your thoughts on that?
3: I I think, I think, uh, um, in essence you don't change and the way you you've known yourself when you were 12 is no different than you are now in essence, just that you've got, you know, more time and more living that you've done and that's added sort of nuances to that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that there's patterns that we have in our behavior, uh, some of which we really dislike, uh, because we, what whatever it is, it's, 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 There's a distance between how we imagine ourselves and how we behave in the world, or we become like our parents or whatever it is. And, and so, so you don't really pick at those things. You don't really want to talk or think about them. It's much more comfortable to be in the discomfort that you're familiar with than to go and, and, and grow. Like you said, growing is difficult. I mean, I've, some of the sessions that I had in in the tribe when when Greg and I first met were were very um incredibly personal um you know and and so not entirely how Greg um described it I would go in and sometimes I thought I would I wasn't there to tell anybody what my problems were I just went in saying everything's honky dory and um Ryan just had a sharp enough ear to understand that that was BS and that there was something under there. And then with, with a huge amount of empathy, he picked at those scabs until uh, what was really under, lying <laughs> under there came out. Um, and some of those sessions, I haven't gone back to see them yet because I always went in them with, a, with an open heart uh, and a willingness to to flow with whatever went. But I'm not, you know, some of that, I don't know even now if I want to really see that again. It Mm -hmm. was great going into it, but, you know, seeing it, now being able to see myself, I'm not sure that um, that that's, uh, um, I'm sure it'll be useful. And maybe one day I will look at them.
0: Yeah, I think that actually would be very useful. I think if I did the show, that would probably be the first thing I'd do is watch it because I really do think it's hard to know yourself as well as other people know you.
3: Mm-hmm. So uh,
0: sometimes seeing like actually how I answer, it does help me see little mm-hmm. little things that I do.
1: So for me, I the, the, the question you asked, uh, I've been trying to answer that question for myself for for years.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I didn't actually know what I... What I wanted to do. A lot yeah. of the 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 things that I've done in the in the entrepreneurial world. I mean, let's be honest. A lot of us, you know, get into this world because we want to make more money to get away from something that we don't like. Mm-hmm. And that's definitely where I was. What I was trying to get away from was another business that I'd started. <laughs> uh, it was which I started that to get away from something else that I didn't want. And I kept, I kept, I was just running from something. And creating something new that I eventually wanted to run from again, and I, I, I realized this that I I was creating things that I didn't like because I was chasing after the money involved, and hmm. once I really acknowledged that and and asked myself well, what why do I even want the money what is it that I want, and you know I think a lot of people have a uh, uh, we could, we could probably just have like a, like a generic form of things that, you know, things that people are going to say, right. I want to quit my job. I want to spend more time with my, my family and kids. I want to do more travel. I want to do this, that, you know, whatever. Right. But then the next step is to, to ask, well, why do you want to do each of those things? Why is it important to you? And like the, that that deeper level of introspection is is something that I would say most people never actually get to. Yeah, We, we cover it up with distractions. you know, our, our day-to-day life is so busy that we kind of ignore it. and then if we if we get to a point where our mind starts to wander and we start to actually introspect and ask those questions, then we cover it up fast. We turn on Netflix, we grab a beer, pull out our phone, and we just shut that question down because it can be very painful, and it can be very, uh, it can be very discouraging to look back on some long period of time and, and realize that it wasn't spent doing what you want, and that you haven't achieved what you were trying to achieve. It could be very painful.
0: Man, very so good stuff. Very
1: I, good know, stuff. I, th- th- this process, I, I would say that I'm just now close to formulating what it is that I actually want. Mm-hmm. And how I'm going to get there. But I, I feel like I have this the self-awareness. Now. That I need to be very careful. Not to build myself another cage. I've just built myself cages. Time after time after time. And so yeah. I'm being. Very careful and intentional. To only create things. That I love. That I want to be involved in. So that it's not something I have to escape from. Two years from now. So wow. for me that's. That's kind of what i'm i mean this i'm still in that process of trying to really figure that out but i think now at least i'm aware that it's something i need to figure out and six months ago i wasn't there six months ago i was i didn't know this was the question i needed to ask myself
0: i love that and i love how it's so amazing how i always have the exact guests I need to have at the exact right moment. So thank you guys for being here. I needed this show so much. Um, I have been uh, posting quotes every morning from books that I'm reading. And um, I think for me, my journey has been um, basically just getting to a baseline. That's how, that's where I've gone to now because I had such bad depression that the goal was just to be normal. Like I wasn't even reaching for happy or like some high thing. It was like, just stop crying. Just like be an okay person. So it's like now I'm like trying to be like, okay, so how do you dream and decide what you actually want to do? Like all these kind of questions you're asking, I'm like I don't even know how I would answer them. So the the reading and stuff like that, I I also was starting to incorporate morning routines, and part of that is visualization, journaling, and all that stuff. And it's very hard for me because I, I would try earlier. Um, because I've heard about visualization before. And I couldn't even think what to put on the board. Like my board would just be blank. I'm like, I can't think of what I want. It that's how hard it was for me. So I put something like generic and then look at it and know it's not what I want. But I'm like, but it's a beach. Like everyone should want a beach. <laughs> so it's a process. And then the same with journaling. I think it's just like now I've gotten to the baseline where it's like above depression but it's like okay well how do you get higher than that and actually think about what you really want and i think for me i'm i'm trying to do the morning routine and read and do visualization and journaling what what things can you recommend for people like that like what you're talking about about where you were 6 months ago and where you are now what are some of the things that you did to start to think about what you actually really want
3: mm-hmm. Before, I think you, all of I'm, I'm just before you answer that, Greg, just one one really important thing to to realize is that the struggle with asking those questions and answering them is central to what it means to be a human being. Mm-hmm. Anybody who tells you that they do that with ease and it comes natural to them uh, without struggle um, is is providing generic answers and pictures of beaches. And it hasn't gone anywhere near yet to where the real answers to those questions lie. So if when when we when we look at other people and imagine that they do it with such grace and ease that all these all these routines are adopted uh, uh, um, easily and they ask themselves the questions and the answers just pop out and they 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 progress as human beings uh, and become uh, uh, these these wonderfully normalized people that understand how to make themselves happy. Um, that's usually a fallacy.
1: Mm-hmm. I think for me, I would say that this process was uh, very easy, very graceful. Just kidding.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: i same, I'm like, wait, you guys are a team. You can't, you can't be that different. I,
1: I think having, I think having a routine can be very helpful. What, yeah. If you have, if you, schedule intentional time to force yourself to ask these questions, even though you don't have an answer today, I think that is helpful. It, it just starts to rewire your brain to, to make you aware that this is a question that should be answered. And the answer will start to form slowly, but the first step is knowing that it's a question to ask. And so I think the morning routine process can, can help to start get there. Uh, but and, but Bram is right. There's not a silver bullet in this case. And, uh, and
0: if anybody else is having trouble with this, one thing that I did because I I literally couldn't do it, like I I could not make a visualization board. That's how I just didn't know what to put on it, and I couldn't imagine what I actually wanted. So what I started to do was just put like one picture, and then as I was like later throughout days, you know, days and weeks. Anytime I came across something on Facebook or Instagram, or I liked a quote or something, I would just put it on the board. And then each morning I kind of look at what's there and then replace it with something else that I like more. Mm -hmm. And so it's just been this relative thing. Like, well, actually this quote, I like better than this quote, this picture, I like better than that picture. So over the weeks, it's starting to become more and more accurate but hmm. I couldn't do it at first. It started hmm. with just one picture that was not really that much related to me. It was just kind of like, well, here's a beach. And then it, it's been evolving over the weeks. Hmm.
1: That sounds like a fantastic process. That, yeah. That, yeah. That, that sounds like what my eye doctor does, where he's like, yeah. is it better with A or with yeah. B? And yeah. you're yeah. just making that, that one-to-one comparison. Yeah. And as long as you're upgrading, just a little bit and getting a little bit closer to the answer every day, then uh, eventually you'll, you'll be close enough that you understand where you should be headed.
2: Yeah.
0: So
1: you, you asked for some solid recommendations and I, I think for me, what I have found the most transformative for myself in this process is to have a group of people that you can work with and trust and help one another and to have a mentor or mentors who, who can kind of give you a little bit of direction in, in how to kind of go about this this process. So uh, Bram and I are, are now friends after this, this process that we went through. We have, I would say, a handful of very good friends from, from this group that we've worked with. Um, I dare say lifelong friends. It hasn't been that long. We don't know each other intimately that well yet. But I I imagine that many of us will be lifelong friends after this process. And that's just invaluable to to have people who are on the same journey as you are willing to bounce things off of and uh, lean on when you need when you need to. Um, I, I did the whole solopreneur thing for a very long time. And it's it's not how I operate best. I've recently discovered. So I think those two things have been the most impactful in my life, and so I would strongly suggest that somebody look at those two things, uh, a mentor, mentoring, and a tight-knit group of like-minded people as being the most valuable things that I could recommend at this point.
0: Love it. Absolutely. What do you guys think? I think this is awesome. Here, I'm seeing comments now. Let me look at some of these. Okay. Lonnie says, wow, I have the same problem, Helen. And then I stopped thinking about what I wanted, but started thinking about how I wanted to feel. And that changed everything. Amazing, Lonnie. Yes. That's what I started to realize too. Um, but I still couldn't, like I didn't know how I felt. So that's why I have to do like these gradual things. Like, do I like this better than this? How do I feel? (laughs) But it's very gradual. It's it's every day a little bit. I have it on, um, on the over app and I just add in an image, take out an image, add in an image. Um, So I look at it every morning um, and try to make it a little bit more accurate from the day before. All right, let's see. And then because then it wasn't a matter of visualizing something, but what I wanted to experience and be inside, the universe then presented experiences that match what I deeply wanted to feel. Amazing okay good talk and i love the guitars and Bram's background. awesome
2: yeah
0: thank you guys all for these comments so many good comments melinda saying i think we talk much nicer to others than we talk to ourselves for me self-doubt is a booty kicker so knowing it i'm a work in progress so knowing i'm a work in progress and it's okay helps awesome melinda
3: that yeah. that's where help, having um someone um a group of peers and or a mentor really helps because the, like you said that they can be a lot kinder than than we can be to ourselves um and they will also call us out i mean real friends will call you out when you're giving yourself too hard of a time as well mm-hmm. when you're when you're missing all the things that you um that you've accomplished and you've done and having that being um reflected back to yourself and then realize wait a minute I did do that and I did do that and I, I did help them. So I'm a good person and all these kind of things. It's, it's really central. You it's we're we're social creatures. The, if we spend too much time by ourselves, we get away from our nature.
0: Oh, I like that. Say it one more time. If we, we're social creatures, if we spend too much time by ourselves, we get away from our nature, nature. Hmm. Well, all of us spend a lot of time by ourselves doing <laughs> uh, print on no, demand and no,
3: that's absolutely right. And that's and, and all that's in, and I, I work in the corporate world where now everybody's by themselves um, mm-hmm. in in their basements or wherever they're working. Um, and that's having a real effect. Where, where people are used to working in social uh, um, uh, environments, where even if you don't have to work together, but the fact that you can just walk to the kitchen and have a chat or you're trying to figure something out and you can go and talk to someone about something that's completely not connected, and that'll spark your brain. And if you are working just by yourself, then <laughs> then you get trapped in your own mind. I mean, Greg and I talk every morning at 830 30. Even right. if we don't have something to talk about, um, and that helps to make sure that we're sort of aligned on what we want to do, uh, but also it's it's another opportunity to talk to someone else. Amazing! I Speaking love routines.
0: Yeah, that's that's really good. Christina and I don't talk every day. We should do that. No. <laughs> But we, we do, we do uh, talk quite a bit because it, it is really helpful. Um, well, I love this. I can't believe the the hour is almost done guys. If there's any last questions for them, please uh, post them and I'll, I'll turn it over to you guys. Let us know uh, anything you want us to know about anything we haven't talked about yet. Anything you want the audience to know? Okay.
3: Brand. So we're um, like, uh, like a, uh, um, reminded, Greg, we're launching this Thursday. <laughs> um, the podcast called uh, "Love Line for Business." Um, we'll have we'll, we'll get you guys uh, links to put in, in the show description. Uh, okay. so people go there once it's live. We'd love uh, for people to uh, listen to it, rate it, all the usual stuff, download it, subscribe to it, um, recommend it to your friends if you like it. Um, and we'll also put a link in there uh for people who would like to come on the show. Um if you want to listen to an episode or two to get an idea of what the show is about, that's fine. But we're always looking for people to uh to to talk to to see what we can do to help you get unstuck. Uh if there's anything we can do to help you um fall in love with your business again or figure out that you you're really out of love with whatever your business is now and you want to do something else. Those are the kind of things that we love doing. Um, um, and up to now, all the people that have been on the show have, have always walked away with um, some kind of sense of clarity that if we're honest, I mean, from the, from our perspective, they already knew that. It was just sort of covered in the dust and gunk of their minds. Um, and all we did was, was help to polish that a little bit. Nice. Yeah.
0: Anything you want to add, Greg?
1: Uh, it's going to be entertaining and helpful. So you should, you should listen to a few episodes and see what you think, but then you should, if you, if you hate it and quit listening, you should come back in six months and listen to a few more because we're going to definitely get better. Oh
2: yeah. Now, Will you guys release all six episodes at first or one a week, one a week. Okay. And planning every like Thursday, Friday timeframe.
1: Yes. We're going to do Thursday night releases. It is love business. So that way it's, uh, it's there for one last weekday or the weekend, depending on how you like to consume podcasts.
2: Nice. And is it, um, like, is there a certain time format you're trying to stick to? Is it like an hour each time, half an hour? I think we
1: are just under an hour for the episodes we've done so far.
2: Okay, great.
3: Yeah, we always think it's going to be about 30 minutes. We start the episode and I look at the beginning, I look at the time. Oh my god, has it only been 4 minutes? <laughs> and then and then we warm up and then I said, "Oh my god, has it already been 45 minutes?" That's usually how it goes.
1: Yeah. Exactly. Yes.
0: exactly. It's, it's so funny how it changes over time. Like when we first started, I would write down like what the order of the show would be like what to say and what would happen now. It's like, I have no notes ever. It's always just, you know, reacting to what the, uh, the person on the show is saying. Usually I have some general idea of their business. So I have like things I can ask, but it's, uh, it's interesting. It's, yeah. uh, it's, it's a lot of fun. I love it. I love being able to talk to all different kinds of people.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. We do too. We're looking forward to doing more
0: yeah well guys definitely uh i'll check back here i'll put the link as soon as i have it and uh be sure to listen and um be sure to listen to ryan moran too we'll have to get him on the show
1: <laughs> yeah book he's he's about to start a book tour so he yeah. wrote a book it's releasing may 5th uh-huh. called 12 months to 1 million
0: if he okay. wants to come on the show for the book tour I, if you guys talk to them, let them know. Sure. Um, we'll let them know. Yeah.
1: But yeah, the foreword is by Russell Brunson from ClickFunnels.
0: Amazing. There's a
1: little snippet from Gary Vaynerchuk on the top cover. All the social proof is there. It's a great book. Nice. Yeah.
0: And I have followed all of those guys for a long time. So
1: <laughs> they it's have good, all. Good collection of mentors.
0: All done very well. Uh, so, all right. Well, thanks so much, guys. Really appreciate you. I can't wait till the next time we have you on the show. You're who knows where you guys will be by then. It's,
1: it's fun to see,
0: see your progression too.
1: Yeah. Thanks for having us on. We appreciate Absolutely.
0: it. Thanks for everybody watching and all the great comments. And um, keep safe and and keep uh, keep keep working. You guys are all doing great. We're so happy to have you all in the group and and so fun to see everyone's. Um, progress within within merge money as well um, and, and feel free on this video to comment with some with something that you feel proud about or something that you've uh, overcome in your business or progress that you're making. We'd love to hear your story and and comment if you would like to be on on their show and, and go through this process um, and comment if you'd like to be on our show too. We, we're always looking for more guests. Yes. All right. Well, thanks guys. Hope everybody
2: has a wonderful night and we'll see you, uh, see you Thursday. All right.